This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. So I guess without further ado, welcome to Paranormal Dads Live. I'm your co-host, Eddie. <laughs> I'm Pat. And I'm Andy. And stay tuned as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads. It's so fun to be here with, uh, with the audience. Usually we are doing this um, on a weekday evening, uh, burning the midnight oil, as Eddie always says, into yeah. the wee hours of the morning. And uh, it's nice to see so many faces to be able to look at. This uh, is great. During the, it's, this is going to be fun. This is nuts. We weren't sure what was going to happen. You do a thing like this, you put it out there, you're like, come to our show. And this is a full coffee house. Yeah. You know what's scary is when Eddie comes up to you and says, oh, by the way, we're going to be appearing live at Scooter's Coffee House. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I, I think it's like the, the classic, like, hey, guys, I have an idea. <laughs> Let's do something cool. Eddie has a lot of ideas. I'll, and I, I was telling you this recently. I'll never forget the moment that Eddie asked me to be on a podcast. I was driving from work, and I was on 144th Street driving by Oakview. And Eddie calls, and I get it, and he sounds really serious. And he says, like, Bro. I have an idea. Feel free to say no. And we, there's a kind of a joke between our three families that eventually we're just going to buy a plot of land somewhere and build a huge old house and just all live under one roof as one big old happy family. We're going to have weird. a compound. 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 And, and I, I thought that was his idea. And I was, I was <laughs> honest to God going to say, yes, let's finally do this. So when he said paranormal podcast, I said, oh, that's all? Yeah, let's do that. No big yeah, deal. Let's do that. That's easy. <laughs> I found some land. We're good to go. But yeah, <laughs> so here we go. We're going to dive straight into recent sightings. Here we go. Recent sightings. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the on-running joke with our recent sightings is we get a little loosey-goosey with the term recent. Uh, this one actually is not only recent, but local. Uh, and this is a lesser-known phenomena of these mysterious booms loud enough to shake your house, heard worldwide on every continent, and nobody knows where the heck they're coming from. There was one in Omaha last weekend. Last weekend. Did anyone hear this boom at all? Anybody? Oh, you did? We got one in the back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a hot topic. This one did. Keep going. A little feedback. Little, this little this one did not make the evening news, but there has been other reports uh, back in 2006, I believe, that did make the evening news. Uh, but this occurred last Saturday night, I believe it was, and on the Nextdoor app, I, I know many of you have that app, uh, there was people going back and forth on this forum of, you know, did you hear the boom? Yes, I heard the boom. Did you hear the boom? And it, it literally shook the house. Uh, I believe there was a couple uh, incidents of people claiming that they did call 911 just in case, you know, it, it, they said it was louder than, than a gunshot, louder than a firework. Uh, some people were wondering about a sonic boom because it was kind of over in the Bellevue sonic area. Boom! <laughs> it's like that Street, Street Fighter, Fighter video game. Street Fighter, go. Sonic boom. boom. It was guile. 
So Just throwing so, punches. <laughs> so this, uh, in March 26, 2019, also pretty recent, there was a boom in the Piedmont Triad area of North Carolina, and it was uh, big enough to uh, register on seismographs. Uh, so the, the authorities said that the explanation had to be an earthquake. Uh, but the odd thing is a few months prior in uh, Maryville, Tennessee, uh, there was a similar thing that happened and the U.S. Geological Society said it was an earthquake and then they changed their story and said, no, it was an explosion at a nearby quarry. And then they changed the story again saying their theory was that the quarry, the explosion at a quarry caused an earthquake. And at the end of the day, uh, nobody really knows. Carl Van Hoosier, 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 is he French? Oh, he's wrong. Hoosier, uh, good old Carl. Uh, he's the community relations manager. Carl, though, that's not really a French name. That's that's true. Yeah, he's he's quasi he's like quasi French. Yeah. America tattoo in France. <laughs> I'm so torn. Carl's our friend from Council Bluffs. Good old Carl. That Carl isn't Smith. very French. Smith exactly. is not a French name. He's from the French <laughs> Quarter of New Orleans. How's that? Um, but he's the uh, community relations manager at the Vulcan Materials Company. And he informed—it's <laughs> a Star Trek <laughs> joke. He informed uh, Knoxville's WVLT, not BLT. Ooh, yummy. Uh, he he informed the news that the quarry blast could not have caused a ruckus like that. And next, uh, Doctor Robert Hatcher from University of Tennessee chimed in. Uh, he's a professor of geology there, and he says that it that whatever happened in Tennessee was absolutely not an earthquake of any kind, and and he made a big stink about it because he said earthquakes. Anyone who's been through an earthquake, it's a distinct rumble. It's a rumble noise. What these people are experiencing in North Carolina, Tennessee, Omaha, Nebraska, even Australia, even parts of Asia, yeah, it's it's a boom. It's it's one boom, sometimes a second boom, uh, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes later. Uh, no aircraft are usually seen in the air. It's louder than a firework. I mean, you start tossing out theories, like what, what could it be? And they say usually these things are like, very loud, like they shake the house kind of a thing, and they're almost like compression waves that come down from the sky. Yeah. Some people say they come up from the ground. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the some of the things that they they say could be causing these things are like fracking, yeah. where they're looking for oil, they're pumping water into the ground, yeah. and it's cracking the ground. Yeah. Um, and Good times. that that can lead to earthquakes. Thank you, Oklahoma, that we've experienced here in town. Yeah. Oh, that was a. It started in Oklahoma, didn't it? That, that one yeah, that's, that we that's where yeah. a lot of it's done. Yeah. yeah, they were saying tectonic shifts can cause some of these booms, which is weird. But this has happened in Council Bluffs in 2014. Uh, you can go back and find news reports. Um, Andy was talking about March of uh, 2019. That mm -hmm. was also going on in um, the Ozarks yeah. down around Omaha, Arkansas. Oh, and what? Other, and Harrison, Arkansas. No. And uh, also um, our friends down in Branson. Mm -hmm. So not far from where we were doing our Bigfoot hunt several oh. years back. Yeah. So, Well, I mean, theories range from, I mean, everything from UFOs. Uh, some people think it's military aircrafts that are breaking a sound barrier. I tell you what, it, if you're bored at night and you want to be entertained, look up YouTube videos of aircraft with sonic booms. You can literally see, you can see like a flash of air behind uh, an F-15 when it breaks the sound barrier. It's pretty wicked. Yeah. Um, Kind of like me when I have Mexican food. <laughs> it's Eddie on Chili Night, It's true. Man. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Again, uh, like I said earlier, 
God bless your wife. She should be nominated for sainthood. She's a saint. She's the lowest of standards. <laughs> That's her applauding. <laughs> <laughs> the lowest of standards. <laughs> uh, Regarding this, uh, this phenomena, there's actually a website dedicated to it, mysterybooms.com. Straight to the point. Mystery Be careful what you type in with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple different things here. Uh, all around the world for, for centuries, this has been occurring. So, I mean, you're talking times even prior to there being, there being aircraft. Oh, no. Yeah. O- old-timey booms? Old-timey booms, yep. <laughs> What's uh, what? Hey, well, wise I guy. We eh? want yonder boom. <laughs> <laughs> that was what Romeo was talking about. Yeah, French explorers uh, that were exploring Greenland in the 1930s. Uh, they re- they reported a deep foghorn-like noise. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could have been a boat. That's a, that's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> Man, <laughs> uh, that psychic thing doesn't pan out. You got a foghorn <laughs> future ahead of you. In the Bay of Bengal, they call it the Bonsal Gun. Uh, Bansal, Bonsal Gun. Uh, that's what they call the boom. In uh, Shikoku, Japan. What was that town again? Shikoku. Shikoku. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of, what was that, Ace Ventura? Shikaka. Yeah. <laughs> Shikaki. I think that uh, was Muppet Treasure Island, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but in Japan, they call the boom uh, Yan. Or Yan. I'm totally butchering everything tonight. Andy's. Y-A-N. Yan. 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 Daniel Yan. Um, in Belgium, it's known as fog belches. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> Booms. It's, a, it's a fog belch. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. It's just belch. Eddie on Chili Night again. Fog belch. So another kind of local thing, semi-recent. So this was December 12th, 2016. Uh, I'll say that again, December. So the chance of this being fireworks is... Is minimal. Yeah. Do you live in Omaha? Well, people just crack those <laughs> things off for no reason. <laughs> it's just Larry up the street. It's Tuesday, bro. <laughs> uh, so either somebody was in the Christmas spirit, or this was a legit mystery boom. But uh, around 3 a.m., there were uh, four or five calls came in to 911 of a mysterious uh, boom. Uh, police didn't know what to say because they contacted Offit. Offit said yes, they heard it too, but they didn't have any aircraft in the air at the time. And so, I don't know, 3 a.m. in December, you know, people have Santa on their mind. Santa. Children are nestled snug in their bed. I I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess it doesn't discriminate time of year, August or or, uh, December. Yeah, March. Yeah. March. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Crazy with the booms. April in in New Mexico. So. Really? As early as last, this year. Wow. In New Mexico. So. Well, keep your eyes out. Well, your eyes out. Keep your eyes out for any booms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a crane. Look for any of those cranes. Do you guys um, have any? Do you guys have any theories as to what you think it is? Oh my! Totally goodness. putting you on the spot here. Right. I, you know, I guess my thing. I guess, and not to be like the like not paranormal, but the tectonic thing. I think has something to it. My only downside is like people don't feel an earthquake with it. So that's the part that I think is weird, but I guess with anything in nature maybe there's you don't need to necessarily feel it to hear it. I you know, but I'm I'm almost thinking it's more like like earth centric than it is something else. I don't know. That's me. What about you, Mr. Pat? Uh winter thunder. <gasps> winter thunder. <laughs> like that, the thunder snow? Some, yeah, there you yeah. go. Thunder snow. Snow NATO. Except that doesn't hold wet Water in uh, April. That's my wrestling name, by the way. <laughs> Winter Thunder. Winter Thunder. <laughs> that's my that's my wrestling alter ego. It's good times. 
I've seen you wrestle before. It's fun time. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. do very well. I get <laughs> suplexed instantly. I saw you body slammed. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put that up on the uh, Facebook page. You guys can see me get body slammed by an actual pro wrestler. That was awesome. It's fun times. Uh, I, I felt bad the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you <laughs> Speaking did. Speaking of booms. Um, I guess with that, maybe we'll move on now to uh, pop culture and the paranormal. Thank you, Andy. It's time for pop culture and the paranormal. Pop culture and the paranormal. We are focusing more on local. From this point on, we're going to be talking about Omaha-centric sights, sounds, places, and uh, also with our main mystery, a little teaser here, it's all very local as well. So we're keeping it all in in the hometown from this point on. So with pop culture and the paranormal, we're going to be discussing uh, a a few different locations here in town that kind of have either a paranormal-themed or a paranormal story. So the first one we're going to talk about is something Eddie stumbled across. He was downtown uh, a couple weeks ago, and he stumbled across these little critters. These were at Hollywood Candy down, downtown, if you've ever been down there. It's at uh, uh, 1209 Jackson Street, mm-hmm. and these are called Wild Hair Creatures of Legend and Lore. And so what they are is just like little troll dolls, but they are all fashioned after different cryptids. So like th- this one's Chupacabra. Yeti. We got Yeti. Jersey Devil. Which really um, was one of your favorite. There's also a Sasquatch, which we looked. He's not here in Omaha. You can't even find him online. Yeah, he's, he's, he's tough. He's to a, it's hard, like true life. Uh, well, Bigfoot ain't showing himself <laughs> for anybody. you gotta, you got to earn that. So these, these guys run. Oh, Mothman was another one. Mothman. Mothman. Yep. Which we have. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't bring Mothman mine. twins. We, we, we kept the Mothman. I know. It's okay. We're not raffling off Mothman. <laughs> uh, but uh, so basically they're just fictional comic entities. Um, there's there's also one called a Cthulhu. Have you the, guys the ever Cthulhu. heard of that? The Cthulhu. Cthulhu? I, I have to admit, I had not heard of that one before. And Eddie just, it just rolled off his tongue. Oh, that's a Cthulhu. Cthulhu. I know it? my Lovecraftian demons. God bless you, good sir. Don't you mess around. But I know who. He <laughs> kind of yeah. looks like the cross between an octopus, a dragon, and a human. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Think Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. That's what yeah. Cthulhu looks yeah, like. Kind of like that. With troll hair, which is kind of a hard look to pull off, but he's doing it. But it looks good. We just thought these were really cool little pop culture things, you know, to put on your desk or, or, or collect them all. Stocking stuffer for your kids or grandkids. Give them to the kids. Kids who like cool stuff. But, but yeah, and uh, yeah, and you tonight with our drawing, once again, get, circle back around. Be sure to put your uh, information in the drawing bucket so we can, well, you can win one of these suckers tonight. Um, also, a little bit more about Hollywood Candy. If you've not been, which I don't know anybody in this room who hasn't been, but if you haven't been, get down there. It's a really cool place. Uh, talk about paranormal theme. They have, like, collectibles. They have, like, uh, science fiction and horror. I mean, it's kind of a, a, a complete, like... Uh, bric-a-brac of everything kind of awesome and under one roof. Right in the middle of the store, they have a little movie theater. It's got maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 seats, yeah. something like that. Yeah, they look comfy, but too. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like uh, N- Nebraska Stadium. I mean, you're you're sitting on top of people yeah. in this thing, but yeah. uh, once you get in there and close the door, I can see you getting claustrophobic really quick. But it's, it, it's, it's just kind of a creepy-looking theater. It's probably been in the old market forever. Yeah. Uh, disclaimer. I, for one, think it's haunted as all get out. 
Andy <laughs> walked through. Dude, was like, I walked in. My first thought was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have some experiences in here." You walk. It's just it's floor to ceiling knickknacks and stuff and collectibles and and mannequins and costumes and I. It's the kind of place that there's so much stuff and just the vibes are so old. Like around every corner, you just you're like, "Okay, what am I gonna see around this corner?" And it felt like somebody was like following us around the whole time. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. We even jumped one of the barricades to get our picture <laughs> taken with death. Yeah. There's like this. Six foot tall death, Grim Reaper mannequin. kind of guy. Yes. Grim Reaper yeah. kind of guy. We bent the rules. And so bad. check out our Facebook page. I think that picture's up there now, isn't it? Yeah, it's on the. Is it's under the event. Yeah, I'll yeah. put it out to the main so, page. Uh, yeah. Good picture we took with death. I thought. Yeah. Well, you guys are pretty photogenic. Well, you stand <laughs> next to death, and you just instantly look a little better. <laughs> there you by go. comparison. Right. That's like the wedding secret, right? Like, like the bridal pick out dresses that look a little bit not so great. Compared right. To, yeah, yeah. Comparative. That's that's what they're doing at uh, Hollywood Candy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stand next to this dead guy. You look great. <laughs> and I couldn't help to I couldn't help to think to myself as we were walking through. I was like, what's the expiration date on this candy? Because I oh, was yeah. like, oh, I yeah. guarantee half the candy in the store is expired. There's but. so well, much you, candy in that place. Yeah. It, it can't get rotated very often. I can't get think. no. Not at the bottom of a ten gallon drum. Yeah. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I want to eat the bottom candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because talk about paranormal too. They got some really funky, weird stuff there, like gummy boa constrictors and like gummy it, spiders. It had the calories listed on. There was like thirty-six thousand calories. Yeah, it or was crazy. Losing stars filled for that up an sucker. entire aquarium. They yeah. had like a terrarium with this big snake in it, and it was like this this thick. I was getting ready for Eddie to throw it around his shoulders and just walk out <laughs> like he owned the place. Like Jake the snake, just walk around, <laughs> just like ooh, laying it on people when they're knocked out. But yeah, check out Hollywood Candy. They got some really great stuff, and these little guys are there too, and it's super fun. One one other place that's down there though, um, you, you're not going very far uh, to twelve seventeen Howard Street. This is another place Eddie discovered. You want to tell us about? Just a magnet for these things. <laughs> <laughs> so we're bopping around, and I had heard about this opening a while ago. I think our good friend Billy Peck, a friend of the show and fellow podcaster, had kind of mentioned something about this stuff, this club opening up. But a bar uh, that used to be in the um, old market area, I want to say it was like O'Connor's? O'Connor's Irish Pub is yeah. what it was called. Yeah. And it was notoriously haunted. <laughs> yeah. It, it was actually a place I, I wanted to talk about for this show, and then I realized, oh, it closed Right. X number of months ago. Yeah. And then look what it is come, now. Comes to find out this is the place. It's Surprise. the same place. <laughs> yeah. So the former haunted, still haunted probably, uh, O'Connor's is now the Monster Club Pub and Grub. And uh, you pop into this place, and it's pretty awesome. Um, the whole place looks kind of like a gothic, kind of scary, uh, classic horror castle. And it has all these like universal classic horror monsters kind of bursting through the glass, uh, coming to take a bite out of your neck. And uh, Pennywise is sitting in the back, you know, to make you want to cry. And that's, that's always fun. <laughs> the one that, that really spoke to me was there was a statue of the creature of the Black Lagoon yes. coming through the wall. Yep. Yep. Super cool themed. Uh, I think they're really onto something. They had great music. The ambient, the ambiance was uh, super like with it. It just felt really cool. And uh, yeah, it's a fun place. The irony of it, they have an upstairs level, which is completely not scary. <laughs> and it's all like music themed and kind of like funky, cool indie music stuff. So if you're wanting to do that instead, you can do that too. Yeah. And O'Connor's was n notoriously haunted uh, even even prior to that years ago i actually had kind of a weird occurrence i don't even think i ever told you guys this but back when o'connor's um for those who don't know i'm a psychic medium that's my day job and Say i what yeah what <laughs> but i had this i had this lady 
and she she came to she scheduled an appointment, came to see me for for a, a psychic reading, and she claimed, you know, she claimed that she met me at this bar at O'Connor's, that I gave her one of my business cards, and that's why she was calling me to make the appointment and. It's like I assured her I had never been to O'Connor's before. I was like, I know where it's at. I've literally never stepped foot in there, let alone carried my business cards in, let alone give them to you. Like I've never met you before. So it was this weird kind of turn of events. She didn't she wondered like was it my doppelganger who had gave, given her this card or was it fate or destiny that she was supposed to come see me and it was just so bizarre. But You're, she did have one of your cards. She did. Yeah, was, she did have one of my cards and card. since then I I did go to the place and it does have kind of weird vibes in there but up to that point, I hadn't. So it was your evil but twin. It was my evil twin. Or are you the Andre. evil twin? <laughs> Andy's the evil twin. They've had different groups, investigators go through the place, and they take EVPs. They've heard sounds of like papers shuffling, like from behind, coming from behind the bar. When when they were there, it was just them, and no one else was there. It's like a haunting accountant. Yeah, the, uh, you know, working overtime. Um, <laughs> you didn't turn them in. Bar lights were known to turn on and off they actually prompted the spirits they they were doing a, a investigation they had all the lights turned off and they said if you're here if you can give us a sign that that you're among us and the bar lights came on the, the lights over the bar that'll do it so um some weird stuff Un unexplained equipment failures um one recent owner said he saw the apparition of the owner from the 1920s walking through the place one night. And she later saw a picture, an actual picture of the guy, and she said it was the same guy. Oh, wow. Same guy. He's aged well, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looks good for a ghost. <laughs> looks like he did when he was 40. He looked good for a dead guy. So. Yeah. And moving on, this is totally in, in my wheelhouse here. Well, real, real quick before we move on oh. to this one. Oh. We actually got some really cool news when, when we first arrived here. So I was chatting with the, the manager of this place, and, you know, I say, hey, I'm with the podcast team. And, and they came right over and shared a ghost story of their own. Apparently, this oh, Scooters yeah. has a resident ghost. And she was dead serious. She said, what happens, there's a little storage closet back there by the bathrooms, I guess, with supplies and cups and stuff. And they said they, they can't catch it on security cameras or anything like that. But they'll hear just like a ruckus back there. And they'll go back and, like, everything's been thrown on the floor and everything's been shuffled about. And they'll tidy it up, and then the same thing happens the next week. It's almost like just a bomb goes off in the closet. So whatever ghost it is, uh, is kind of a rambunctious one. It's like the local scooters poltergeist. And I said, well, uh, what, what did you name it? Because she said they gave it a name, and, and she said they named it Edgar. Oh, Edgar. What the? So. I like that ghost. <laughs> yeah. It's a good guy. Well, that's kind of what was going on at O'Connor's, too, in the kitchen. They were finding all these strange messes, you know, and pots and pans missing yeah. that should have been around and, and weird stuff like that. Yeah. So I, don't know if, I don't know if Billy remembers this. We did a, uh, a couple years ago, a few years ago now, we did a fundraiser in this very scooters. It was a 24-hour podcast marathon. Ooh, you're still <laughs> recovering from that, aren't you? I lost a vocal cord. <laughs> it's gone. And, uh, and we actually, at one point in time, we had gotten here super early in the morning, and there was an actual sound at one point. We were all kind of quiet. We actually heard what we thought were footsteps at one point in time. Do you remember that, Billy? He's nodding his head. He remembers that. We, we heard someone walking back and forth, and we're all sitting still, and there was no one else in the building. Yeah, it was something else. It was, it was pretty nuts. So there you go, guys. Andy and I, we, we pulled our way, too. We were here for about two hours, wasn't it, in the afternoon? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we, we showed up. Mm -hmm. We yeah. took one for the team. Yeah, there you go. 
That's, that's Eddie oh, was yeah, here yeah. for 24 hours. <laughs> you were here for a little clip, weren't you? You're welcome. I made yeah. that whole thing work. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that quick story. Yeah. Uh, moving on, um, there is a, a um, graphic novel that currently exists. You can buy this, and it's called December 3rd, 1967, An Alien Encounter. Now, it's kind of a local indie comic. I say local, not local here, local. Uh, it was written about a local person. Uh, the actual comic book creator lives out of Los Angeles. But it features an actual uh, extraterrestrial encounter from a Nebraska native named, my brain is, uh, here it is. Mm-hmm. Herbert Shimer? Herbert Shermer. Good old Herb. Good old Herb. And... This is a pretty compelling story, and I, who knew? I mean, you do a little bit of investigation into the very place that you live, and you get an amazing story like this. And um, the part that they said that was so um, convincing about this experience was that Herbert's story never faltered, never changed. He held the same story all the time. Uh, and I am going to read this real quick, if you guys don't mind. <clears throat> this is his story. At 2.30 a.m., December 3rd, 1967... After checking on two gas stations in the area, Shermer, who was a police officer, by the way, I should have mentioned that before, was driving his police cruiser along U.S. Highway 6 toward Nebraska 63. As he approached the intersection, he noticed an object with lights that appeared to be a truck, but instead, it actually turned out to be a bunch of aliens having a glow stick party! Enough of that. <laughs> Be serious now, people. What's going on? We're in a coffee shop for Pete's sakes. Anyway, so it was an extraterrestrial spacecraft. As he approached the intersection, he noticed the object with lights. He thought it was a truck for a while, but turned out it wasn't. He illuminated the high beams on his cruiser only to see what he called a very sleek, very shiny uh, football-shaped craft like a polished bumper on a car. Uh, it was 20 feet wide and 15 feet tall, and through exterior portholes, he could see red lights flashing inside the craft. Uh, as he later said in an interview, my phone's going crazy, the football-shaped spacecraft began to rise until it was 50 feet off the ground. It then began to emit a loud beep, which became faster, louder, and shriller. It was rave music. That's what it, he, sure just didn't, it he just didn't know what it was. Uh, suddenly, Shermer said the spacecraft shot an orange-red beam toward the ground and quickly vanished. Um, that's the beginning of his story. There's much more to the story that happened later on because he, went, he underwent hypnosis therapy to kind of see what he had kind of gone through. The story is really interesting. I encourage you guys to check out that comic book. You can purchase it online. Uh, and I'm a huge fan of uh, local comics as well with our good friends, Omug Comics and uh, Tank Zombie Studios in the audience here. But, uh, but yeah, um, uh, check that story out. It's a really, the art looks cool and the story is not only uh, in interesting, but apparently uh, true as well. I mean, can you imagine being uh, being Herbert? Because he was 22 when this had happened. 22. He had only been, you know, part of 
you know, part of that police department for a few months. Mm. Can you imagine like the, the, the nerves of like, oh man, I have to file this. I have to yeah, make a report have, on this. I have to go tell my he's boss gonna, what I just saw. You can tell the yeah. boss, he's going to lose all cred right, right out the gate. Yeah. Yeah. He said like, he actually had second uh, thoughts on saying anything about it, but realized like, you know, this is like that, not old timey, but it is kind of an old timey sensibility. He's like, my daddy told me to tell the truth and by golly, I don't care if it sounds like I'm crazy, I'm telling the truth. Yeah. And so that's what he did. And, and he got ridiculed for it. I mean, there's some stories in there where it was like the whole town was like really just kind of riding him the whole time and he just refused to acquiesce. He's like, no, no, no. This is what I saw this. I experienced this. This is real. Well, and you got to think about it. 1967 is kind of about the time Project Blue Book is winding down. Yeah. And, and the government pretty much did everything they could to de deny any cases yep. in Project Blue yeah, Book. Yeah, I mean, you the, know, they, the shaming they, hadn't, yeah, exactly. You know, it was birds, it was swamp gas, it was this, it was that, you know. And and a lot of people, you know, they, they came forward because something happened to them or they believed something happened to them. Yeah. And they were, like you said, they were shamed. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah. I, I think... In this day and age, people are a lot more open to that kind of thing than, yeah. than they were back then. Well, there was a statistic published recently. It was actually in Time, was it Time or Newsweek, where they were saying, like, there's been more reports of UFO sightings by, like, military aircraft in the past, like, three years than there has been in the past, like, 20. Yeah. Yeah. So more and more people, I think, are just more comfortable. Like, hey, man, I saw something weird, and I'm just going to report it. I mean, not necessarily saying it was uh, the aliens. <laughs> but 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 saying that it was certainly something that I don't know what it was and right. so yeah, good times. Check out that that, mm -hmm. that comic. It's something else. We'll have a link for it under our show notes. So that's our uh, pop culture and the paranormal. Ooh, what's next? Now we move on to the main mystery. Ooh, the main, main mystery. mystery. <laughs> and now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> jump right into so, it. So, of course, for the main mystery, we're keeping this local tonight, and so we're going to talk about just a hodgepodge of some of the haunted places around Omaha. We've already talked about a couple. Um, the first one we're going to talk about, though, is actually outside of Omaha. If you drive south on Highway 75 for, oh, about half hour or so, 45 minutes, head down to Nebraska City, there's a road called the Seven Sisters Road. And, Has uh, anyone heard of this at all? Yeah. You have? Al's nodding. Shireen's heard of it. So what the Seven Sisters Road is, is, is a tiny little dirt road down. It's kind of south, southwest of uh, Nebraska City. Mm -hmm. And the story goes back in the early 1900s, there was, it, it's, it, the story kind of varies I'm not sure if it was the father or it's the dark. brother. It's dark. It's, it's twisted. <laughs> so hold on to your shoes. But Cover the, your ears, kids. The father and the brother had a problem with, with there were seven sisters living in this, this house. They all lived in there together. One night, he takes them out one by one and hangs them on these seven hills that are around the property that they lived in. This is the, near where the seven sisters road would be. Hmm. Hangs them all for dead. They all died. And so after the first one, why wouldn't the other six run? You know, it, uh, all all I've read is that he led them out. So whether he oh, gotcha. incapacitated them all somehow, I don't know. Dude but, had issues. Yeah, Let's just say that. Yeah. So he takes them out, hangs them, and ever since then, people driving down this road have uh, had car car problems. Mm -hmm. 
They've ha heard voices. They hear screams in the night. Yep. They've seen glowing eyes down there. Um, We're not going to make a glow stick joke here. No, no glow stick <laughs> jokes. No glow stick jokes. <laughs> Thumbs down over there. So, <laughs> got some glow stick. You know, modern times. I'm sure that's the popular place for teenagers who go to Nebraska City High School. Will go hang out. You know, uh, and, yeah. and go down Seven Sisters Road. I'm sure they all have lots of stories. Um, a lot of stories about car batteries draining, windows yeah. on your car going up and down yep. for no explanation, just weird stuff going on. And um, I don't know. There's there's also a, a cemetery down there. Cemetery. And that kind Whether of adds seven. to the whole mystery of the place. There, there's a guy who owns the property right along there. He they they try to they have a lot of no trespassing signs. They want, don't want people stopping their cars and walking around and ghost right. hunting on their property. But he says he's he's probably given the same tour to people, curious people who have stopped by to like over a hundred different people yeah. since yeah. he's owned owned the property. Yeah. So he has a story too that where he had seen something. Yeah, you were telling me about this earlier today. I yeah. didn't even see this. So he lives on this property. He actually, they gave his name. I'm going to give his name because he did. He gave it Nate Sturm. Now, maybe he doesn't live yeah. there anymore. Who knows? But uh, he had a hunting blind uh, or a hunting stand up in a tree. And he was up there getting set up to go, you know, hunt for deer. And he saw what he described as a wolf that was walking on two legs. That had a wolf man. A wolf man, essentially. Dog man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was me with no shirt running through the <laughs> running through the trees, free. <laughs> no, it was definitely uh, he. Th and now the crazy part was, you know, he lives here. He's trying to kind of keep people away. He, he has no reason to really kind of invite more of it. Yeah. And then uh, not just Let's him. Let's make the but, place creepier than right? it already is. Uh, and then um, on top of that, other people before he even owned the property had reported a similar sighting of some sort of bipedal wolf-like creature that had really intense glowing eyes. And so there's some, uh, there were some paranormal investigations done in that area, and some of the takeaways on it was that there may actually be some form of like demonic presence in that area. Dude, I can't. Uh, I want us to go there. The <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> okay. I've we've, been there a li little over a year ago. It. Yeah, let's make it. Let's do it, man. Yeah, let's just, just do it. Do it down there one night. The, the wolf man takes it to another level because that's like one of the one of the cryptids that I almost can't I almost can't handle. Like I, I'm actually scared of Wolfman because yeah. we've heard a couple credible sightings in fact we're going to have a guest uh, from New Mexico on our show uh, somehow some way who's actually seen a Wolfman creature with his own eyes but I was on Seven Sisters Road about a year ago at nighttime and it's it's really hilly it's really eerie because I, I pulled over and turned off my car my headlights and everything so I'm sitting there in pitch black and the creepiest that yeah it was stupid <laughs> had I known about the Wolfman I would not have done it yeah. right <laughs> But the creepiest part is so hilly, like in each direction to the left and to the right. It's just so hilly. And you're looking around and you're trying to find, okay, which tree is it that apparently these people hang from? Right. Yeah. It's, it is eerie. And they say some of the hills have actually been raised down. They've cut them down you a little know, bit because teens were launching so, their cars. So like maybe about three of them don't <laughs> even exist anymore. They were. That's what it said. They were it's like, like Wiley Coyote yeah. style. Just <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. So. But yeah, that's something I want to kind of at least, if not like, figure out a, a way to investigate that, but I kind of want to go there. But there's another place a little closer to here that, that we still should go check out. I know Andy has been there a few times. I've been there. I mean, I was probably a kid the last time I was at this place. But uh, you go out to uh, North Omaha. There's a place called Hummel Park. Do we have any Hummel Park visitors? 
We got there's, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Show of hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Hummel Park um, has uh, a history of uh, visitors claiming to hear screams and cries coming from the park, uh, shadow figures, phantom lights, um, just all kinds of strange things going it's on. Got in it there. all. Um, it was rumored to be an ancient native burial ground um, that was once also the site of a fur trading post. Okay. And some people believe that the fur trading post being put on the burial ground kind of started the whole Stirred thing. Stirred things up? Yeah. That'll do it. But, um, and then you go on to the early 1900s, uh -oh. and there were, um, there, there were rumored to be a lot of lynchings, yeah. like racist lynch mobs that would drag people out yep. and hang them from the trees. There's these trees that bow over the road entering the park and they are all kind of bent over the park yeah. or over the road. And they say that they're bent that way from the bodies that have been hanging on, on you know, the trees. Man, so that's dark. Uh, another area of the park is called Devil's Slide. And these are basically like these bluffs that have been kind of eroded away and uh, Apparently, a lot of suicides have taken places in these areas. You know, I don't know if it's people just killing themselves in or, this location or, or jump, jumping off the bluffs. I'm not oh, sure. Wow. But, um, yeah, not nice stuff. Uh, one, oh. pro probably, well, there were also murder victims yeah. that have been found even in recent, recent times, probably the past 10 years or so. Uh, there's been a few murder victim murder victims found there. Um, probably one of the more more famous things about the park is there's this long stairway which you can see in this this picture over here. And the the story goes if you walk up those stairs and count every step, then you turn around, and you walk down, the number won't be the same. Hmm. It's like you can't keep the number straight going really? up and going down. Now other people have said that. Yeah, I've done it, and it's the same going up as it is the right. same going down. But, you know, who do you believe? But um, It's a stairway to hell, though. Well, But they're going up. Yeah, they, well, they go up, and then they, they go, go down. down. Oh, I see. And, and what coming from the stairway hell, to hell leads down into this. There's like a pit. There's a pit area, and there's a deteriorating shelter house down in there full of uh, graffiti, swastikas, oh. uh, pentagrams. All Man. kinds of fun stuff. Uh, images or, or, or evidence, I should say, of um, animal uh, rituals. Badness. Yeah. So. Um, you should go down there and paint some rainbows or rainbows, something. Rainbows, yeah, unicorns. You, you probably don't want to be hanging out there at throw night. Throw some glitter on it. Holographic stickers. And, and the last thing that I found about this park that also has, I don't think, been proven to be true, although it's uh, rumored to be true, if you go down into this, there's a wooded area down there, and there's supposed to be a colony of albino farmers. Albinos, <laughs> naturally. <That's laughs> Come on down to the albino farm. <laughs> we grow. What do you think? What do they grow? They grow rice, onions, onions, um, flour. <laughs> what else? Uh, cauliflower, <laughs> cauliflower. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, one. I just think I, that's, uh, a, that's such a strange like like segment of the human population to dial in on. Yeah, like. I remember being a kid. I'm telling you, no more than six, seven, eight years old, and a, and a friend of mine named Alex, neighborhood kid, 
there, his birthday party was in Hummel Park. It was a sleepover, tents, the whole nine yards. Well, his mom thought it would be wonderful. And I, had, I knew nothing about the lore and legend of Hummel Park. I was just, hey, cool, we're going camping. I think it was the first time I've ever been camping. And, and right as she's telling us, you know, bedtime stories, she tells us about the cannibalistic albinos that oh, come down nice. out of the woods. Yeah. Good night, yeah. kid. And then it was literally like, okay, good night. Sweet dreams. Problem was, I, had, I woke up in the middle of the night, had to go pee. <laughs> so I get out of my tent, you know, and I didn't want to stray too far. And I walked maybe 10 yards away from the tent, and I had stage fright. I couldn't go because I was uh, so afraid. Too much pressure. Feel. I, I could feel them. them. I could feel them staring at me. And staring. I, don't even, See I don't even think I went. I think I just went back in the tent and held it till morning time. <laughs> no. So... Andy's bladder infection summer. Yeah, <laughs> that was, and that was scary. That was, yeah, it was a scary bladder no fun. infection. No yeah. fun. Oh my goodness. So that's just got everything. Yeah. Woo. So let's move on to another one. Eddie, I think uh, were you going to talk about Potter's Field? Potter's Field Cemetery here in town. These are these are kind of sad, sad stories, guys. So um, I, I did some. Re this is a few years ago. This is before Paranormal Dads. This is before podcasting. Even I, I went out there as kind of just a. I was just curious about some of the more like interesting parts of Omaha and its history and I, I came to find out that Omaha is not the only town to have a Potter's Field Cemetery. It's actually a, a term used for cemeteries where people at the time didn't have either money or time, and a lot of a lot of the people buried here were uh, were settlers who were making their way through, and they just had you know family die on the way, and they had to bury them somewhere, and so they bury them here, and then over time it becomes kind of a de facto cemetery that's just kind of there now by by sheer presence of the fact that they've that they've buried people, uh, never really like um, what's the word um, consecrated as a as a cemetery per se, but. There it is. It's closed. It doesn't. They're not burying more uh, people out here. But uh, and it's only five acres big, and I think it's some upwards of almost a thousand people buried here. And so it's it's a it's a definitely kind of a not great situation as far as how you would want to bury someone. But the idea being that this place, because so much kind of dr drama and trauma goes into some of these deaths, that that this specific place would have some sort of energy to it. Uh, it haunted is a strong word, but it would certainly have a, a, a presence of sorts. And so I just thought it would be kind of, and there's a, there's a great plaque out there that, that says, this is the situation. This is what this place is. We've not gone through the trouble of trying to like re-intern these bodies. They're all, we're going to leave them where they are. But knowing when you walk through this field that you're basically just, there's someone buried here, buried here. All, all over the place. So just with that in mind, please come through with a certain sense of like respect. And it was a really cool plaque and I'm kind of glad they had that there. And, and so, yeah, when you come in, I mean, we came in, um, I brought, uh, I think it was my oldest daughter uh, with me and we went and, and just, just kind of walked and checked the place out and we decided to get real quiet and we sat down and, and uh, these guys with, with the Bigfoot hunt, I kind of have this thing that I like to do where I, I kind of get alone and I sit down and I close my eyes and I kind of try to get stimulus out and just kind of focus in on the moment and so I did that kind of thing and just trying to kind of experience nothing so I can see if I'm picking anything up and sure as anything um, I, I heard what I can only describe as like whispering like what and, and the, the, the crazy part about it was um, it was completely still like usually I mean when I moved out here to Nebraska I'm like it's windy every day <laughs> like, like it's so this is one of those rare days where there just was no wind and so I sit down and I just hear what I can only describe as like a person whispering. And then at, at one point I get up and it's so hard because like you're trying to separate what you kind of want to see versus what you think you see. 
And uh, for a second, I swear I saw like a movement of a person out of the corner of my eye, like by a line of trees. And I looked again and I didn't see anything, but certainly a heavy presence, but also nothing that I would say is like, you know, bad, but certainly there's just a, a certain heaviness there, but a really cool place to go if you're kind of interested in some Omaha history, especially when they get into like the waves of different people that kind of ended up getting buried there and how they ended up there. It's, it's, it's a really cool kind of piece of Omaha history, I think. Now, whereabouts is that? It's over by like the Mormon Bridge Road area, okay. uh, like uh, right outside of Florence, okay. in, in that pocket. Am I right? So yeah, it's kind of by Florence Lawn Cemetery. Yeah, it's right next to it actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For, Forest Lawn Forest Cemetery. Lawn. Yeah, I was yeah. actually there a couple days ago. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just within a week, I was there, and and nothing paranormal happened, but I just kind of walked through it, and and uh, it, it, it was just heavy. It is the best. The I mean, it, yeah. not not like humidity, but at the same time, it was almost just like the air was so thick you could almost chew it. You could yeah. just like, okay, this this is a weird feeling here. And uh, I didn't stay long. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't stay long. Yeah. It's it's it is, it's eerie though. It almost makes you wonder if there's just an imprint of sadness there of the people who had to bury their loved ones, and that almost creates like a sadness energy stamp on that particular location. So. And even if it's not haunted every second of every day, you walk in there and it's almost like wading through that sadness, almost yeah. like mm-hmm. you feel stuck. Yeah. 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 It's getting real. Getting real on you. Yeah. That's, so should we next? move on? Let's move on. We're going to move on to uh, another Ooh. place that uh, I've been. Castle. Huh? I've been there. Yeah. You've been there. Mm-hmm. I think all three of us has been to this one. What a cool thing, though. We have a it castle cool in our town. Thing. Yeah. I've got my wife has wedding pictures of her standing outside of this building. What? They're very cool. But uh, does that make nope. you a princess, Luta? It kind of does. <laughs> princess Luta. Honorary princess. <laughs> yeah, I have some stats for Jocelyn Castle. Ready for this? Let's hear it. It was uh, built in 1903 in the Scottish baronial style. Um, the occupants, the owners, were George and Sarah Jocelyn, which I had no clue that they helped start UNO. Oh, they, they helped start UNO. They put an endowment down that became what we know as now University of Nebraska at Omaha. Okay. Yeah. They helped a and lot of us get educated, huh? Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and then, uh, fun fact about the place, it's made of limestone, which, if anyone follows paranormal stuff, uh, the idea that limestone actually has certain properties in it that can help either channel or focus uh, spiritual uh, energy, uh, even ghosts on some level. See, now you're getting into Ghostbuster stuff. I because know. Because they were talking about that building yeah. that, uh, what was the apartment that yep. that lady was living in, Sigourney Weaver was living in, yep. was like an antenna for paranormal spirits. Right. And this is kind of <laughs> similar. When I was reading into it, I'm like, eh, this place. Anyway, so th- there's that. There's that. There's that little nugget. Um, so they did have a paranormal investigation done by uh, Brian Kent of Paracon Investigations. That was done back in October of 2014. Um, what they observed uh, was uh, a voice telling them to get out. Um, and he had <laughs> done a series of investigations. It wasn't just uh, one or twi- two things. Uh, he had said he wanted to make sure that they did a thorough investigation of the castle. They didn't just want to go in and leave. So they'd done a couple of different uh, visits on here. Um, a strange humming, like a person humming, like hmm, 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 hmm. And then also, and this is something that I, I didn't see this, but I kind of felt this, uh, a mysterious dark mass or figure that seems to be lurking and roaming the hallways. Yes. That, that you can just see it kind of just go traversing around. Um, my personal story was we were there for a wedding as well, a lot of weddings in this place. Uh, several years ago, the kids were little. And uh, there was the, the wedding was happening, on, or the reception was happening on the bottom level. There's, I think there's four levels. To the, to the castle, 
and uh, it was happening on the first and second levels, and the kids had made their way up to the third, and were running around <laughs> hiding and seeking and all sorts of fun kid stuff. And so I get up, and I'm like rank kid wrangling, and I get them all down, go down the stairs, and I get my middle daughter, who at the time was like six, seven maybe, get her, and she kind of... Ah, goes down the stairs and I'm in pure dad mode the whole time I'm not even like I'm like oh it's a castle but I'm not sitting up there like this is scary I'm not thinking this way I'm very much kind of like you know single direction here I got to get my kids figured out and go downstairs and get getting ready to leave kind of so I get her and there's this one room and I get her out of the room and she runs down the stairs and I turn my back to leave and instantly as if like a light switch had happened I had this insane feeling that there was someone right here just doing this Right in my mush. Right <laughs> in your bubble. Face. In my face. Like, my, my bubble got instantly invaded to the point where I was like, Ugh. you know, like I pulled away. And then the heebie-jeebies hit me. And and then I kind of was like, oh, and then I just I I didn't run like, oh, God, but but I I, I just I can, I can picture Eddie Scooby doing it down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Can you sense was it male or female? Not poorly aside as he goes uh, down. If I if you're pressing me to f- uh, tell you what it was, I want to say male. All right. It felt very yeah. aggressive, but wow. it was uh, just just right here in my face. I was going like, to do that. Maybe somebody wanted to steal a kiss. It was a ghost who wanted a kiss. Maybe they to get fresh with hey, you. Hey, hey, hey! The dude wanted to kiss me too. Could be. <laughs> I kiss it's equal opportunity kisser here. It's the beard. I can get that. Yeah, I see exactly. <laughs> <Ding>. <laughs> I'd kiss this. Pat knows <laughs> these these two these two spooned in the same bed for an entire week when we uh, a week. Uh, it was, close it was to a week. four or five days yeah. in the Ozarks when we went down there on our Bigfoot investigation, and so hey, listen, I'm not whatever. Ashamed. Happens in the Ozarks, stays, in, stays the in the Ozarks. No, nope. anyway. we had a fun night. And we're oh. going to uh, where is it? North, North, what? Grand Island. Grand Island. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to share a bed in Grand Island yeah. too? Yay! <laughs> Sorry, Shereen. Um You got to sleep in the other room. So, so, so I make my way downstairs, and I, you know, the thing is, like, like we all do in life, you, 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 you experience something weird. And then you quickly recalibrate and get back to business as usual. Oh, I got to go to the work and got to make the money and pay the bills. And it's like, I get it. But on the same token, those things sit with me when they happen. So anyway, you, Andy, anything when you went to the Uh, I've actually done a paranormal investigation at the Joslin. Um, Admittedly, it was one of the more uneventful investigations I've ever been on. Uh, And and I'm not an expert. I've been on a few. Uh, Nowadays, I, I don't seem to have the time to do those very much anymore. But... Uh, nothing really happened per se, other than you know you just you, almost like the feeling of you're being watched kind of deal. Um, I remember years ago, probably like 2011, 2012, there was a fundraiser there, and I was hired to give lectures on the fourth floor, on the highest floor. So I was up there talking about guardian angels and past lives and kind of you know metaphysically things. And in between lectures, kind of everyone would funnel downstairs. And there'd be pockets of time where I was just kind of up upstairs by myself, catching my breath, and it was kind of weird. It was just a lot of nooks and crannies, just the unique layout of the of the castle, and uh, yeah, just again the kind of the feeling, the presence of of being watched, you know. And uh, so I, I don't know. It's one of those places they do a lot of uh, you know public tours, so uh, you know feel free to go check it out if you yeah. feel so inclined. Yeah, it's a cool place. So we'll move on to the next one. That's going to be uh, down there about. 13th and Martha Street is Sokol Auditorium. Sokol and Auditorium. He's got some Andy's, stories there. Andy's stories here. Yeah, I, uh, and, and so everyone knows about Sokol, I believe. A uh, little quick history on it, though. Uh, it was built in 1926. Uh, it's on 13th and Martha. Uh, or, originally, it was like actually kind of used as a hub for uh, 
you know, Czech community social activities. And, you know, since then it's kind of became a famous or infamous concert venue of sorts. Mm -hmm. And uh, years ago, I think this was 2011, 2012. Again, I was, I was, I did a show there. And this is actually, uh, if you could see the screen, the picture on the left is a picture of the actual show. Uh, my sister and I did an event called Psychic Siblings. And so we, you know, we did our thing. We were fielding questions from the audience. Uh, my sister's husband, he, uh, he had worked there for like 15 years at Sokol. And uh, he said they had tons of ghost stories uh, throughout the years, the bartenders and, and workers there who had to shut down. You know, sometimes they'd be there till one, two, three in the morning. And so after the show concluded, we kind of huddled up some, some friends and family. And my brother-in-law, Nate, was telling us some of the spooky stories, uh, including Sokol Underground, the basement of the place, which they now use as a, I think it used to be bowling alley down there, and, and, but now it's a concert venue. And he said that down there, there's a really long bar counter. And uh, so several of the employees had witnessed things like being in the room all by themselves and seeing a beer bottle slid with force all the way across the bar table and, and smash and, and crash and break against the wall. And other cases on the main stage, which you can see in the picture here, uh, there's sandbags, I guess, that they, that they use um, for whatever purposes. And on one particular occasion, uh, the sandbags were all on the floor of the stage, and Nate and some of the other guys went back into the kitchen, and they were tidying up. And they hear some odd noises and commotion back here on the main stage, and they were, uh, their first thought was that there was an intruder, because there was literally nobody else in the building. So they hear this noise, they run out to the stage, and the sandbags that were on the floor were mysteriously up on a beam in the rafter, like 20, 30 feet above their head. And somehow that had happened in just, you know, a matter of seconds. So, you know, for a ghost or, or a mysterious anomaly to move these, you know, 20, 30, 40-pound sandbags, that takes some force. Yeah. And, th and they were all there, so they weren't mistaken by where the bags were at. They had clearly been moved. Those ghosts were swole. <laughs> they were strong. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like, what is that, the, the Scottish Highland games, you know, where yeah. they throw logs end over end <laughs> and they throw boulders? So maybe yeah. this was a Scottish ghost. Right. felt like throwing some sandbags around. Yeah. <laughs> so the story doesn't end here. So Nate says, hey, let's go down. I'll take you all on a tour through Sokol Underground. And true story. So there's, there's hallways and corridors uh, lo that look similar to this creepy photo here. And back in the day, there was a kind of like a groundskeeper who literally lived inside of Sokol Underground. There was a kitchen, there's bedrooms, there's hallways. Um, was he an albino? He was an albino, <laughs> cannibalistic, of course. <laughs> and so this dude lived there. It kind of reminds me of Groundkeeper Willie from Simpsons, right? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> who was Scottish, actually. I know, so right? That's no, kids. <laughs> Get out of here. Laddie. So... The dude lived there, but hadn't lived there. He had since passed away, mm -hmm. and this like it was just boarded up. So this Sokol Underground, this the, this living quarters, nobody had been there in decades. It was decrepit. It was falling apart. This dust place everywhere. looks a little rough from the picture. A little rough. Yeah, little and that's rough. not an actual picture, but I'm telling that's you, that's that's what it looked like. <laughs> that's what it looked like. There was everything was falling apart. Cobwebs everywhere. I'm walking through it, and it's dark, and it's giving me the willies big time. Like I, it gets to a point where I'm like, I don't want to be here. There's something here that doesn't want us here. Let's go. So we walk out to the main area of Sokol Underground, and we're just kind of standing around near the bar area. And there's about six or eight of us, and we're just standing in a circle. And I have my eye on this corner of the, of the, of the room, kind of back, you know, about 20 yards away. And I keep, I, I just, I have my eye on it because something over there doesn't feel right. 
suddenly in that same corner, I see a, a, a dark figure shoot out of the floor like a jack-in-the-box. It was that fast, and this thing was six or seven feet tall, jet black, and it raced across the room, all the way across the room, covered 20, 30 yards in a matter of two seconds, faster than an Olympic sprinter, and then it disappears through the wall. Now, I, I almost pee my pants. <laughs> I almost pee my pants. <gasps> and I gasp. Paranormal pee. And the people, had the, the people over here in this part of the circle had their back to it, and so they couldn't see what it was, but they said the look on my face was so scary that they, they made a beeline for the stairs before I had a yeah. chance to. <laughs> They're like, if the psychic is scared, I'm out. Yeah. So all of us simultaneously, like a flock of birds, change in direction. We bolt up the stairs, and poor Nate, my brother-in-law, he's standing down there by the bar with the keys, and he's like, don't leave me down here alone, guys. i got to lock up. Yeah. yeah. So everyone, everyone cracks up, and everyone comes down, and everyone's kind of on edge looking around. We he's close fumbling it. with his keys. He's fumbling. Dude, it was, it was pound for pound for my money. It was, it was the, the most clear-cut and scariest ghost I've ever seen. Wow. And oh I don't gosh. know if it was evil or whatever, but it was it was scary in that it was fast, it was obvious, it was clear as day, and it was un it was unmistakable. There's nothing else it could have been. Of all the stuff I read about and hear about, as far as ghosts go, it's the shadow people that kind of freak me out the most. It's the That's got to be so Like, why weird. can't they just be, like, blue or green or rainbow yeah. color? they got to be other black. Color. Yeah. Yeah, any other color, but it looks like a giant blob of like a like tar moving down the hallway. Dude, next time we go there, I'm bringing you, and if I see a ghost, I'm gonna throw you in their direction, and maybe they'll just kiss you <laughs> yeah, and leave yeah, me alone. Start kissing yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Ghost kisses. Well, they say when you're being chased by Bigfoot, you only have to be faster than the person next to you. That's, That's right. Andy so. kicks me in the knee and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what we got next? Here? Oh, the pink poodle. This doesn't Let's sound scary talk about at all. The pink poodle. No. Get away from some of this creepy stuff, and yeah, this is uh, this just got to be nice. I'm not seeing a pink poodle at all. I don't see a pink poodle. I want my money back. <laughs> um, if you cross the Mormon Bridge and drive about five more minutes east, uh, you'll be in Crescent, Iowa, and lovely. Uh, by the way, while you're there, I'd highly recommend Hitchcock Nature Trail. Beautiful. It's basically on the top of a mountain, and it's a nice little hike in the woods. But right there in Crescent is this restaurant, and it, it looks like it's from a different time and place, and it's called the Pink Poodle. And the first thing you'll, you'll notice when you go in there is in the entryway, there's, there's cabinets upon cabinets with glass, and there's dozens of dolls inside, like those old-fashioned dolls with dresses. Ah, mm. dolls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. That would be enough right there. Yeah. Just turn around instantly. I'm not hungry now. And there's this old-fashioned gentleman uh, who plays piano in the entryway, whether people are there or not. I almost thought this guy wasn't real. And, and I was there with some, with some family, and I, I, asked, I said, do you, you guys see that guy too? Because he looked, <laughs> he looked like he was from a different time and place as well. He's playing ragtime. <laughs> he was, he, literally. It was like, and the, you feel like the dolls are looking at you. No, thanks. And it just, it just it's weird. So, but the food is glorious, dude. The oh, food, yeah. for, I mean, the food is awesome. Do they serve pink poodle? <laughs> no poodle. Where's that on the no, menu? No, they always serve well done. <laughs> Don't get that medium rare. Um, it's a little pink. It's a little pink. Yeah, it's just a pink steak. So the, the waitress comes over. We're literally the only people in the restaurant. And that was also kind of creepy because it's a big place. So the, the waitress comes over, and I just could not help myself. But we asked, you know, is this, do you ever have weird stuff happening here? And 
she uh, she kind of looked at us and she said, matter of fact, yeah, all the time. She's like, all the staff, and it's only after the place closes and the staff are doing dishes, they'll hear people walking around, they'll hear chairs being moved around, and, uh, so, and you know, it, it, it's just the kind of place you have to go there. It's not that far away. It is haunted. The dolls are creepy enough, and uh, but the food's good. I'd recommend the soup and bread and salad combo. It was just they knocked it out of the ballpark. <laughs> You're eating your steak. Ghosts are everywhere. Dolls are looking at you. I'm getting kissed on the cheek by a. It's like it's like <laughs> it's, it's, a win-win, it's, man. it's worth it. <laughs> it better be good. Pink poodle. Pink poodle. Oh, and if you're there, uh, and if you use the restroom, apparently that little back corridor hallway by the restrooms is one of the most haunted places in the restaurant, apparently. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Haunted bathroom, bro? I can't do it. Again, it's like you can't go to the bathroom, Yeah, they're going to scare you. Hummel Park, you can't, you can't concentrate. No, man. That's like the ghost prank. They're like, you know what you haunt? You haunt the bathrooms. Yeah. That's what they hate. They hate it so much. All they really want to do is give us humans bladder infection. That's it. That's well, you know what? Now if you go into grocery stores, we're starting to see Halloween stuff. Oh, and yeah. you think about Halloween, you think about haunted houses. And, I do. and the commercial haunted houses that they put together. Well, here, here's a real one. Yes. Mystery Manor in Omaha. Mystery Not Manor. only is it a haunted attraction come October, but this is a legit haunted facility. Next level, by the way. It is next like, level. Like, hey, guys, let's do a haunted house inside a haunted house. So it's, it's like the turducken of haunted houses. <laughs> Let's do a haunted house and a haunted house and a haunted house. <laughs> <It's like laughs> this building was built in 1887, and it was home to William and Greta Hall. Uh, now, the halls were pretty well off. This is, a, of course, a nice, good-sized building yeah. for 1887. Yeah, it's a big one. Unfortunately, the stock market crashed Dang, on October 23rd, 1929. William Hall lost his fortune and went insane. Mm. He attacked poor Greta with an axe and buried her in the front yard. Front yard? <laughs> kind of zoning is this place? Yeah. So the backyard, uh, you know, that's the first level of <laughs> burying things. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie wrote the book on burying people, by the way. Read my book, Burying Things. But you, you know what they say about karma, though? What's the oh yeah, karma. Karma's not good. No, no, no. Yeah. A week later, Greta's brother, John Martin, avenged Greta yeah. by chopping up William with the same axe oh. and burying him next to Greta. At two? In the front yard again. In the front yard again. Man. Rookies. Read my book. They need to watch CSI. But it right. doesn't end there. Oh, this is the turducken. <laughs> the next night, which was Halloween, by the way. John Martin's body was found at the Hall's gravesite with the same axe in his skull. That's metal. That's so metal. (laughs) Some think it was William's ghost who killed John. Man. And the mystery was never solved. No bladder infections at all. Now, his ghost is believed to roam the manor's halls every October. So if you go to the Mystery Manor haunted attraction, watch out for the ghost of Mr. Hall or, or... was John Martin. Yeah. yeah. Um, the pro- property has been subject to many paranormal investigations, a uh, range of evidence, including uh, strange light anomalies, mm-hmm. EVP recordings, and Greta has been spotted wandering the hallways at night. So My goodness. 
Think I, about that the next time you go. I want to go to Mystery Manor this year. I kind of want to go with you guys. Just, just because I've read I'm this out. story. Andy, come I'm on. Out. You're going to be minus <laughs> one paranormal dad here. Cause I can do real haunted houses. I can't do the fake ones, man. With people jumping out jumping and scaring out you. you. Yeah, and you got mm-hmm. people walking around with chainsaws. That well, it's a fight or flight, chainsaws. dude. Yeah. You either want to run or I'm afraid my other instinct's going to kick in. I'm going to punch a clown in the face. <laughs> paranormal <laughs> punch. <laughs> paranormal power punch. Um, I found out a little nugget about this building too, Pat. Yeah. In my independent research as well. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The the house before it was owned by the um, by William and Greta Hall. Hall mm-hmm. It was a bordello. Really. As well. Yeah. It was a it was a whorehouse. Sorry guys. Oh. I was going <laughs> to say that. Got to call it what it is. There. I'm sorry. And now it's a horror house. No, it's a horror. No, <laughs> 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 well done. The par- <laughs> <laughs> That's all. So, Next all right, place. let's move on. <laughs> Next, Next slide. <laughs> so if you go to 90th and 4th Street, um, Keystone Trail is out there. I've run this trail Awesome trail. Yeah, goes trail. all the way through the city. Yep. But in the 90th and 4th Street area, some believe that this place is haunted by a phantom train. Yeah, phantom train. And now if you getting... wander the trail on cold, misty nights or rainy nights... Uh, you can hear the train. Some people claim to have seen the train. Yes. All I can think of is Polar Express. That's true. I'm, oh, man, I'm with that one kid with the glasses. And this train's not even a ghost. Ghosts aren't real. <laughs> he knows the model of the train. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> These cookies are great. But I think how terrifying to be a little kid on Christmas oh. Eve... You hear a train pulling up outside your bedroom window. You look look out and you see a train. That's got to be terrifying. With those mm. creepy elves, Can you imagine? Too. Trust me. Trust me. Jersey elves. I don't get those. <laughs> Santa's great. What is it about haunted trains, though? You hear about a lot oh. of a lot of places where there used to be train tracks. You still hear about ghost trains. Um, I just wonder about energy again, kind of what you're getting at about the sadness. I mean, think about how the railroad came to be. I mean, that was an intense uh, operation. I mean, they went, I mean, how fast? I mean, it was a fast endeavor to get from one end of the coast to the other. And you know people died along the way. So many people died along the way. And the, 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 the intensity alone of it, you know, without factoring in the death and dismemberment and all of that, I think that you have a lot of stuff tied to that maybe, you know. But ghost trains, man, I want to do that too. Keystone Trail ghost train. Well, it's kind of convenient that you're already on a trail because if if you see a ghost train, it's going to make you run or bike faster. That's true. You're already on a trail. (laughs) That's true. That's that's the cardio right there. Yeah, that's the cardio aspect. Cryptid cardio. Definitely get your steps in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, you weren't satisfied at the pink poodle. Say the salad and soup wasn't enough. You're still hungry. I'm famished. Let's go on over to Brother Sebastian's restaurant. Anybody been to Brother Sebastian's? We've I'm sure it's just that. about most everybody. The, the room. Everybody likes to go there for prom and whatnot. When you want to get your monk on your But your when monk a monk chest. is serving you food, <laughs> I'm all in. So apparently one person like Brother, <laughs> <laughs> like Brother Sebastian so much, he still lives there. This, this man has passed away, a gentleman by the name of Bill Walden. Uh, he still haunts the restaurant. He wears a tweed smoking jacket and an ascot. He looks He's a proper ghost. Yes. No blood. Well, well dressed man. Uh, he was a regular patron and although he's since passed away, his spirit has made it clear that he still visits the restaurant regularly. Makes I, appearances, makes noises, 
Yeah. When I first caught wind of this, my first thought was, did he choke on a T-bone steak? Like, did he pass oh, yeah. in the restaurant, or was this separate? Well, the stories I've read just says that he was a regular patron, and gotcha. so he was always coming back there. So it was probably a place he was very fond of, and maybe that's where he's decided to spend his eternity. You know? It's a cool but place. I mean, it it's is. A, it's, you yeah, know, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a cool atmosphere, you know, candlelit, you know, fires and things like that. Um, the, the leather-bound chairs and uh, very cozy. You know, it's, it's kind of blocked off, so there's, there's small dining areas. You're not, it's not a big open restaurant. The servers you look know. like medieval peasants. Yeah, they wear like <laughs> monk kind of outfits. Yeah. Uh, no dolls. No it, dolls in there. No entryway. dolls. There's no some dolls. statues, though. There's some barrels like and fried. firewood and things like that. But yeah. So. It's a cool place, though. I wouldn't doubt it, though. It has a kind of a cool otherworldly feel to it, for sure. So, but we'll move on uh, to Central High School. Do we have any Central grads? We, I, I know of one here. Any, oh, there's anybody one. else? Anyone else? No. Okay. From 1857 to 1869, this was the state capitol building. Yep. And then when Nebraska actually became a state, mm -hmm. they moved it to Lincoln. Uh, the building was torn down, and they built a small red brick high school, which was later replaced to the building that stands there today. Yep. Now, apparently, it is currently haunted by one of the former dean of students mm -hmm. and also a janitor who very much liked, enjoyed working there. Uh, people claim to see the dean of students uh, roaming the halls as almost like a... Uh, a gaseous mist, come oh, wow. up, a, a, a white mist, uh, going down the hallways and then going into his office. Oh wow! People have also claimed to see like a shadow figure waving from his office. But that shadow yeah. figure again. So uh, man, seems like a friendly ghost. So he's waving at yeah, least. Yeah, right? it sounds like you know these guys legitimately liked working there, and yeah. they decided to stick around. You can hear uh, the wheels of like a push cart, like a you know like a. Uh, you know, you carry the brooms uh, and the yeah, trash the and everything, cart. Yeah. and that's the janitor making his rounds around the school. Just so. cleaning up, huh? Well, he yeah. needs to come here to Scooters and clean up the mess that this ghost is making here, because this ghost so, don't care. Yeah. It's like the Stanley Spadowski of ghosts. <laughs> it's like, my mom! So, so we've come to, a, come to the end of our tour. Ooh. You guys have anything else to add, or no, shall we? No, I think we? we got a good uh, paranormal tour of Omaha right here. So, so now it's it, we're going to... Take some questions. Yeah. You want to do some questions? Yeah, we have a microphone set up here so you get actually ported into the podcast through the power of technology <laughs> and magic. You can uh, speak into that mic if you have any questions or stories you want to share with us uh, that we can uh, talk about. And, and if also, you don't, that's fine too. And while we're doing this, if you haven't got a chance to come enter the drawing, uh, fill out one of those slips, drop your name in the basket. We're going to give away some goodies. So if you haven't done that yet, now is the time. Yep. So and we'll, be, we'll be doing a drawing at the end of the show. You want a chupacabra. For these prizes <laughs> and what's on that table tonight. So be sure to put your name and all that stuff in there. Absolutely. And uh, I don't see anybody. You have a question? No. She was just, just stretching. Just stretching. Just stretching. It's, it's, been a, it's been a long night. That's all right. It's a good time. So. Oh, well, okay. get, up on, get up on the mic here if you want to. I think Lee almost had a question. No, he's oh, he's gonna. No, he, he's he's, he's the entering drawing. the drawing. A lot of people are coming to enter the drawing. Watch yourself. <laughs> Here we go. Has anyone ever investigated Mr. Toad's down in the old Mr. market? Oh. That is a freaky place. I, I've I've <laughs> been there. Um, 
I haven't investigated it, but I was down there when I was a teenager. I, um, my neighbor used to do heating and air conditioning. And uh, Mr. Toads was one of his clients, and we'd, we'd go down there, and a lot of the times we'd have to check on electrical things. So you'd go down into the basement of that place. And just the smell of that place, you know, it's such an old, old building. Uh, it just kind of gave me a weird feeling. But you go down in that basement, and it's just kind of like a heavy feeling about that place. Did you have any experiences there? Or? I did. I had had a few drinks, though, so I don't really <laughs> know if it was legit or not. But I believe I saw a full-body apparition there really? by the piano. Um, it, I was either drunk or I saw it. I don't know. A guy in a black suit. <laughs> well, I like that. I like that. You know, uh -huh. Either or. Like an old black suit. So I have never heard of anybody doing an investigation there. So mm. we should talk if you to guys Mr. ever do it, I would love to hear. Yeah, it's funny because that's Absolutely. that's right down by thank some you. of these other buildings, by yeah, Hollywood really Candy and, and, and the other places. But thank you. Well, it's funny you mentioned that you've had a couple. If we go there, we'll have to have some paranormal porter, you know, quote yes. unquote. But, you know, yeah, having a couple of drinks for some people, it amplifies the intuition, making yeah. them more prone to more experiences. Sensitive. And for some people, it suppresses the intuition, making it less likely that they'll oh. have paranormal. It varies by person, person to person. Well, there you go. Yeah. We've we got someone else, I think, too. Have you guys ever looked around at anything in Brownville, Nebraska? Brownville? Brownville. You know, it's funny you mentioned Brownville. I Years ago, it was like 1997. Yes, I was in Brownville for like two months uh, for a survey uh, uh, project. And uh, what, a, what an intense place. It's got a lot of like vibes to it. I, I went and checked out the theater show there that, that happens in the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, never an official investigation. But I owned a house was, there. Do you? I Any did. experiences? Oh, yes. Like what? Our house was, had been exercised once. But oh, really? It didn't work. It was the Minnick house. The Minnick house. We had uh, a real strong smell of lilacs in my daughter's room. Uh -huh. And when she'd go to bed at night, it would just really smell, and the chair would rock. And it would make her feel better. Oh, wow. So and then there was a stinky old guy that would, it smelled him once. Oh. Oh. And it, it would peek at you in the shower. Oh, that's got to be and fun. And then there was a white cat and a little dog that would come down the stairs and go through the basement door down into the basement. So were you there when the house was exercised? No, it was the people before oh, us. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. But you were experiencing yeah. stuff still. But, yeah. But my still. Well, we lived right by the cemetery, and I think the cemetery is very haunted. We'll have to add I, I, I'd be going to Costco and buying the big thing of sage. The big yeah, yeah. Both variety <laughs> of sage. Yeah. Oh, we like that. Yeah. Hey, as long as it's not hurting you, it's okay. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. That's something. Brownville, Nebraska. Well, there's also the Bell of Brownville down there, which is like a riverboat. Yeah. That they do tours on. And I think I've heard of you know people having experiences on that boat before. So. Oh my gosh. Interesting. Haunted cruises. So we got one, we got another one got here. Another oh, one. we got one okay. more. Here we go. All right, I want you guys to each one person or each person name your favorite cryptid or paranormal encounter that or that you've that you've had on the show or, or researched, and then least favorite. Oh, Ooh. here we go. So All right, Pat. On Pat, you got to go first. Your All favorite right. and least my favorite. My favorite. Um, I'm a Bigfoot guy. I love Bigfoot. I've, I've, Bigfoot was like my first uh, paranormal thing that I've ever really uh, latched onto. You know, back back in the '70s, they'd have 
Uh, there was a movie called Mysterious Monsters. We've talked about it on the show before, uh, where they show the uh, um, the film. Uh, what's the creature uh, from the Black Lagoon? No, no, the uh, the Bigfoot. Patty. Oh, the Patter, Patterson Gimlin. Gimlin. Film. Patterson Gimlin. Right. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was like the first time I really latched on to something paranormal. So I, I think Bigfoot would be my favorite. Uh, least favorite thing to, to follow. Um, boy. That's a tough one because we love yeah. them all, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, they're all kind of cool in a different way. And um, I don't know if there's one that, that I'd say is my least favorite. I think maybe, uh, I think it almost, you know, somebody who did really well in our, our paranormal slam down. Yeah. The Kraken. The Kraken. I've never been a big fan of the Kraken. Sure. I, I'm more like a, a Meg person, you sure. know, with the sharks. But, uh, yeah, I guess it'd have to be the Kraken for me. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Eddie? Uh, I'll start with my least favorite experience. That was the one where I've talked about it on the show before, too, was the tapping that happened <laughs> by my head. Uh, anybody here who's maybe not heard that story, I'll just give the real quick 30-second version. Uh, I was plagued by this phantom tapping by my head at night. I would lay down. I would be wide awake still. I, wasn't, I was making plans for the next day. I was like, I'm going to do this and this and this, and wouldn't that be fun? And before I knew it, I, I would hear this rhythmic tapping right by my head on the wall uh, by my side of the bed. And uh, uh, it persisted for almost two weeks up until the point where I just got sick of it. And sometimes you just don't want to vocalize stuff because if you give it a name, then it seems real. But I was just like, I just had it. And then I just said, stop, just stop. audibly, loudly. was like, stop, leave me alone. I'm done with this. And it, it stopped instantly. And that, that was probably the least favorite because it was just an odd occurrence. I, I tried every troubleshooting thing. I, looked, I tried to, oh, and it was the same number of taps every time. It was five taps, one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, because I would count it. I'm like, that's not an animal. An animal doesn't know how to count. That's not a, a rat. <laughs> it's like a paranormal woodpecker. Yeah, exactly. It's like um, the kids in the backseat of the car. Quit it. We're not Quit, it. Yeah. <laughs> Quit it. Exactly. Quit it. Exactly. Quit it. Stop. Stop. You're killing me. So that was my least favorite. My favorite was probably when we did our, our, our Bigfoot hunt out in the Ozarks. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was not the last night, the night before the last night. We were hearing a lot of coyote activity, and all of a sudden we hear this piercing howl that I'd never heard before in my entire life. And I talked to, to all these hunter people that I know personally, friends of mine. I played this howl for them, and they're like, I've never heard an animal like that ever. I don't know what that is. And so that doesn't necessarily prove anything, but the experience of being out there with these two at like 3 in the morning, and you're sitting there with your recorder in the air, and you hear this thing, and it's just it's some next-level stuff. I really enjoyed that. That was, that was some fun. Andrew? Oh, gosh. If we're talking just, I don't know whether to go with experiences or just phenomena that we've talked about. If we're talking about, um, you know, things that we've discussed on the show, I, I guess one of my personal favorite cryptids is the Thunderbirds. You know, the thought of, of birds that are so big it blocks out the sun. You know, is it, is it a dinosaur? Is it a pterodactyl that survived until modern day? I've just always been fascinated with big, large birds. Um, Least favorite that we've ever covered, uh, I believe it was last August. Oh, uh, uh, spontaneous combustion. Yeah. <laughs> and I chose that one. Yeah, it was you. You were like, let's it, do this. I don't like it because it terrifies me because yeah. there's actual cases of this happening and there's no explanation. Yeah. Yeah. And that bothers me because I don't like it. It's and just messy. looking at the photos is kind mm. of disturbing. Yeah. It's messy. Just yeah. makes, you, makes me want to sleep holding a fire <laughs> extinguisher just in case. Right. You know? I don't want to burst into flames. I don't for want to no burst into flames. <laughs> um, yeah, that was like 
That's what makes it spontaneous. <laughs> Billy's right. It's yeah. the definition of spontaneous combustion. Because yeah. if it was if it was uh, planned combustion, you could plan, you could prepare for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Great can't, question, can't by go. the way. Yeah. Thank you for that. Awesome. That was great. Anybody else? Oh, one more. Oh. Have you guys ever been to Malvern Manor? It's in Malvern, Iowa. Malvern Manor. I don't even know if I've no, heard I, of that one. I have a friend, uh, Josh Hurd. He's a, he's a local paranormal investigator, and uh, he's done some documentaries, actually. Um, and I believe he actually purchased it, or he's leasing it, or something like that. But I've never personally been. He's asked me to come out and uh, to do some investigations, and I just haven't had time to do it yet. Mm -hmm. But apparently it's a very creepy place. You know, you think of haunted places. One we didn't cover that's around this area is the Velisca Axe Murder House. Um, and I, just from the people who I rub shoulders with, I'm almost hearing that Malvern Manor is, is kind of creeping up there as almost as good as Velisca in terms of investigations. Yeah. So have, have you, you been, been to it yourself? Yeah, me and my girlfriend and then our friend all went. They yeah. went before me, but they took me the second time around. We, nothing really happened. It was crazy, but you can't stay the night there, just like the Axe Murder House. And like the main thing that happened to me was there's this one room that... Um, the, the hallways are really weird and like twisty and it used to be like multiple things like, it used to be like a mental um, hospital like a lot of different things um, and they just kept changing it out um, but it we went past this one room and as soon as I like walked past it I looked at this chair in the room and I just like couldn't shake like the feeling that I had from it and I didn't say anything at the time and then like we basically got to roam the house and just explore when there was no one there it was really empty that day and then I went back downstairs and I like mentioned it to the owner and I said and he's like yeah we did readings on that chair like with I don't know what the equipment's called but like um, and he's like there's even if we move it around it's that chair has something attached to it we really? don't know what it is but there's like people have heard plenty of things there's scarier stories than that but it's really interesting the history is really cool in general just to go see it and all the rooms are in um, original like condition. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, wake up. That would be the ghost. That means we have to go to Malvern. Yeah, that'd be the ghost. It's calling us. But yeah, all the rooms are in original condition and the like they have like wheelchairs in there that move. They have oh. like they have the beds and they have the history of like each person who the room was owned oh, by. Wow. Um, and stories behind like each person and it's just cool to see and hear everything about it. My goodness. So, There's another road trip right there. And it's like, well, I think it's like 10 bucks, 5 or 10 bucks to like just get a tour of it. And uh -huh. then if you go during the day, like on a weekday especially, usually there's no one there until like 6 to stay the night. So you can actually, like we got like 3 hours of roaming time by ourselves in oh, the nice. house. Wow. So, Fun. Little yeah. investigation. Thanks ones. for sharing that with us. We'll have to wow, check that one out gosh. for sure. Yeah. Alright. So like not necessarily a great story. I, I don't know. Maybe it is. Like, I, f I feel remiss by not saying it here. Edgar is the ghost yeah. here. So, um, while this whole show has been going on, I've been standing in the back behind yeah. the couch. Yeah. No one else. Everybody else is in front of me. Yeah. Um, and I, I felt a tugging on my wallet and pants. Behind or they the were playing with my butt. I don't know. <laughs> um, but you were behind the couch. I was behind, behind the couch. Behind you is nothing the, but a wall. The only, yeah. You're in a corner. Edgar's a pickpocket. <laughs> so. Wow. Maybe it's nothing, but. Was it persistent? It kept going, it no, kept it was like one like 
like real good like kind of tug tug back and forth a couple times and done i'm like what the what he's wow. saying no is that you should be, be putting your cash into that little jar over there for paranormal dads. <laughs> Edgar wants to see some dollar bills fall in that lantern. Or maybe Billy has a nice backside. Maybe it's just, you know. That's true, too. It's just getting fresh That's true, too. Yeah. That's, that's true. We got, we got another guy here. Here we go. All right. I just had one quick question. It's a little on the nerdy side, but I heard somebody say something about the exorcism stuff. Right. In your, in your professional opinion, how often does it actually work? Like, percentage-wise, is it? 50 percent i mean like how, how does that work well i i come across you know with my line of work i come across a lot of people who have paranormal experiences paranormal uh happenings and haunted houses and such and some of them have had exorcisms some of them just went to costco and bought a bulk variety of sage yeah. <laughs> here's what i think i think whether a, a priest comes and does an exorcism or, uh, you know, a local energy healer like my sister or you have the paranormal dads, I think a cleansing or exorcism is about as powerful as you believe it to be. Because I think just as human beings, we all are equally powerful when it comes to our intentions and, uh, and our energies. And so uh, regardless of what ritual I, you're going you're gonna to do, I think it's the power of the intention behind it. You know what I mean? So... Um, it's hard to give a, my opinion, this is just my opinion, but it's hard to give a percentage because I, I guess it just depends on the house and the circumstance. So, I, but I always tell people, my, my uh, prescription for a place that's haunted, especially if it's a presence that you want out of there, is round up your nicest, most, uh, most fun-loving people that you know, have some snacks, throw on some music, turn on all the lights, and have a party and fill the place with laughter and good vibes. Because if there's something there that's negative, it's not going to like those vibes, and it'll probably, uh, you know, get the heck out of Dodge. Well, yeah. like, 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 likes, you know, like comes to like. Yeah. And you've talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. Good attracts good, bad attracts bad. You yeah. know. So. Yeah. yeah. You should have a glow stick Should we give away some prizes? I think we give away some prizes. We should. Let's scoot that mic back too. I think that's what's causing us some drama. Yeah, Eddie's been our fearless uh, leader of this whole thing. So what's the first prize that we're going to give away, Eddie? Well, Want to go start, with Chupacabra? We're going to start with uh, Chupacabra here. Pat, did you have another slide, too, by the way? I'm sorry. We're getting away. Uh, we, do, we do have uh, another slide. Um, just want to let everybody know we're actually going to be going on a, another road trip uh, this, this fall. Um, this what, September 6th? September 7th, the 7th? evening of the 7th. Uh, we're going to be going to Grand Island, and we're going to actually do a, uh, a ghost uh, hunt Yep. Uh, for uh, the Grand Theater in Grand Island. Uh, we're going out there as part of a mini-con that's out there. Eddie, you probably know more about it than I do. Do you want to kind of go? Yeah, it's the Grand Mini-Con um, on uh, September 7th from 10 o'clock um, uh, a.m. No, it's 11 o'clock a.m. to 4 o'clock p.m. Uh, with a free movie of the Goonies being shown at the theater at 7 o'clock. And then after that, we're going to clear the theater out. We wish we could have everybody hang out, but it wouldn't be a ghost hunt if it was full of friends and people. So we're going to have a strike team of people manning our, our base station, and the Paranormal Dads are going to go through the belly of the theater, which is super creepy. Has anyone been to the Grand Theater before? Any, any, anyone been through the guts of yeah. the Grand Theater before? Couple of people. <laughs> These two guys. <laughs> um, 
it's something else. And it's kind of like the classic situation where these buildings, uh, you know, they keep refurbishing the top, but the bottom stays the same. And there's a lot of some weird energy down there. And we've gotten some reports that it's uh, got some, some ghostly occupants. And we're going to go check it out and have a good time and do our, uh, do our investigation. And then are you, you're doing a show too, aren't you, Andy? Yeah, well, we're actually headed down that Friday night. I'm doing a lecture in Grand Island on past lives and reincarnation. And we know a lot of you can't make that trip with us, uh, but just hang tight and be patient because when we're there, we're actually going to film everything that happens and we're going to make a, a 15, 20-minute documentary of our happenings. So uh, we'll throw that up on our, all of our social media pages when that's done. You can uh, uh, kind of relive it uh, vicariously through us. Paranormal Dads, the movie. So there's that. So uh, speaking of social media, follow us on social media. Our handle on most places is just Paranormal Dads, all one word. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, our website is www.paranormaldads.com. Of course, uh, listen to the podcast, download the podcast, rate the podcast, like the podcast, do everything with the podcast. <laughs> Play with the podcast, but don't look at the podcast too intently or it'll get mad at you. <laughs> so, um, and uh, yeah, coming Patreon. soon, we're, yep. we're, we're, we're looking at uh, setting up a Patreon account uh, for people so it, you might be able to get some bonus content of the <gasps> podcast. What? So that's bonus all still content. in the works, but uh, keep an eye open for that. Yes, uh, our podcast is uh, three segments, as everybody here knows. And uh, for uh, uh, Patreon subscribers, we'll be having what we call the Phantom segment, which will be only available to people who are patrons uh, of the show and also uh, discounts on uh, merchandise as we get T-shirts and hats and patches and all sorts of fun stuff. So stay merch, merch. <laughs> so just stay tuned because uh, we're excited for that. And one last plug before we give away these prizes. Uh, offer still stands. Uh, if anybody gets a Paranormal Dad's tattoo, uh, you Ooh. get free swag for life. There's and, swag for and a hug from all of us, and Eddie will shave his beard. I'll shave. What? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Shereen's no. like, no. I'll shave half his beard. Correction. Half my beard. I look like the Jersey Devil under this thing. <laughs> just, just this part out. Here we go. All right, so, oh. All right, so we're going to start basically down this row for the prizes, and then on the table it'll be from smallest to biggest, ending with the T-shirt at the last. Oh, my goodness. You're prettier than her, though. That was great. Well done. And with all of that, I think we're going to sign off tonight. I think that's it. Yeah, so on behalf of uh, myself, Pat, and Andy, thank you all for joining us for Paranormal Dads Live. Thank you all for coming. We appreciate the support, and uh, you know we get we get a lot of positive feedback for the show, and we really appreciate it. We wouldn't be doing it without the support of you guys. Uh, that's what really makes it fun for us, knowing that you enjoy what we do. Yeah. So uh, from all of us to you, uh, thanks, and have a glow sticky night. <laughs> Cappuccino. That's got straight up vodka in there. <laughs> you should have a glow stick. If you don't, find one. They're on some open tables over there. There's a plan for those at some point in the show.
<laughs> this guy knows what time it is. <laughs> In space. <laughs>